showtime! Roger, JP, 1025 The Bone, Real Raw Radio, 800-771-1025 or 727-579-1025 are the phone numbers at Roger, JP on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Like us and follow us, and you can make comments all during the show if you like. Uh, we'll do a top 10 list in about a half hour, 135, where you guess what's on a top 10 after we give it the topic and try to get the one with the bounty price. I was just reading the update on, remember, uh, Monday Night Football, The uh, prote- there were two actual uh, protesters who... Ran, tried to run on the field. It was, oh, the one got stopped one, before she could even get away. Yeah, right. The the woman who they, they look like they're both in their, in their uh, low twenties. Uh, she got tackled by security before she got on the field. He got through, and he's the one who ran on the field with the pink smoke. And maybe you saw just a bit of it. They called him a streaker, but he had all his clothes on. He wasn't like naked streaking. Right. And uh, and then as he ran along the sidelines. Two Rams came out. To uh, the Rams were playing the Niners. Uh, Bobby Wagner and Tack McKinley, and kind of came out and put the body block on him and knocked him right down. Security caught him that way. So they they helped. Well, the update is that on behalf of the organization Direct Action Everywhere, uh, he is an activist on their behalf. Uh, so is she. Uh, they are suing. Of course they are. Because they say, you know, you've got uh, the players getting involved. It was a blatant assault. Oh, shut your mouth. And <laughs> blatant assault. How about you don't be a dick? How about that? Well, I understand. That's true. I mean, I agree. He, first of all, he broke the law, trespassing and right. entering the field, and like there's a bunch of different things he did wrong there. You could be, you could say the smoke. Maybe he was endangering people that he went close to with the smoke. You know, I'm sure lawyers can figure a way to twist that around. But right. Uh, and as Bobby Wagner said, the player, one of the players, he said, "You don't know what that fan's got or what they're doing," and he said, "You know." You know, it just like kind of like uh, as a safety thing. Like I don't know, we stepped out and just took them down. <laughs> Which I mean, they're in pads, and so they have you know enough uh, and a helmet, so they have some protection. As long as that pink smoke isn't some sort of gas, then it's not going to help them at all. Right. Uh, but as of yesterday, uh, neither guy has been charged with a crime, but it is a civil suit. Where of course it's uh, a civil suit. yeah, they're like, listen, the the fan, uh, the game ticket says that you know, as a fan, you assume certain risks. It also probably says you shouldn't be on the field. Right. But, but, my but the lawyer says, but are you assuming all risks and are, are you assuming that risk? That where judge, if you go on the field, a player who's much bigger and padded can take you down as opposed to security who's hired to do that. That judge should just turn around and say, I got an idea. How about you walk out of here right now mm-hmm. or you can proceed, but I will hand this situation over to the criminal courts. And we can go this way where you're facing this amount of fine and a year in jail or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Still want to move forward? And if he still wants to move forward, they go after him with everything they got. Yeah. Because if you don't do anything about it, if they don't charge this guy, mm-hmm. everybody will do it. You'll be dealing with this like crazy. You already so if they don't deal charge with the it, activist. You already deal with it a handful of times a year, right? Right. So with the streak, I mean, the last ones, what were they? They were like duct taping themselves to the baseline of a basketball right. game. Right, gluing their hand right. uh, All you that know, whatever, right? yeah, to the court. So, yeah. you know, if you don't take care of this, if you don't nip it in the bud, and God forbid this does a lawsuit does happen, and they win, and they win, mm-hmm. everybody who rushes the field 
and gets tackled by security is going to sue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The other thing is the players are kind of putting, you know, the players put themselves out there. They are a target in a way because if a player does that and, and you know, if the civil suit comes against that player, I mean, those guys have some money. I'm so sure I can see where there would right. be a target and, and someone running out there is like, I'm going to protest and I'm going to get someone right. to come after me who's worth millions of dollars. So you can get into a car accident, right? And basically you sue and you get money based on your injuries. That's what happens. You get money based on your injuries. Yeah. What injuries does this guy have? Right. It doesn't It doesn't seem to so be So let's just much. say he sues them and they win. Mm-hmm. Right? <clears throat> and he wins. What's he going to get? What's he, what, what's he going to get? He's got no broken leg. $1.3 trillion. <laughs> well, then that's, you have one hell of a lawyer. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time cases happened where people got a lot of money. We're like, how did that even happen? Right. I mean, you know, but even if you go on. back to the Starbucks or the McDonald's coffee case, whatever that was, there was severe burns involved with that whole thing. So, you know, her... her he did get a burn on his arm, the, the protester kid. He got a burn Guy. on his arm from what? If yeah, you from the, the smoke w- thing he yeah, was carrying around. that was yeah, yours, yeah. you hump. No, it is, it's somewhat dangerous. That was yours. I want to know how he got it in. It's a canister. How did he even get that into the right. game? Put it down his pants. Yes. But you get... Like you get said, I mean, most or, guys get wanded. Or like we said, well, if it wasn't metal, it won't. It, nothing would go off. Or we, <laughs> like we talked about the other day, if she, you know, I don't know, you know, her chest size, but maybe she was able to sneak it in her bra. <laughs> One guy in the comments says, great security. He got this cloud of pink smoke can in fine, but if your bag is a half inch too wide, you have to bring it back to your car. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Right. <laughs> How did he even do it? Well, the fact is he did. And so, you know, and then the other thing, you know, is the point is if these guys aren't acting in self-defense, like he wasn't running at them and, you know, uh, going to hurt them. So self-defense, maybe they had a shot, but they're not authorized to act as a security guard. They're like employees I, of the team or the NFL, and they have to, that's not like, like their job. It's, it's almost like you're making a case for this guy. No, I'm just saying, I can see the arguments. I can see what uh, what they're going to argue, and I think it's so wrong because, uh, you know, you can also then protest and get on the field and look for that bonus of trying to get them to I can see the react. Ju- I can see the judge saying, okay, what happened? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> your client ran on the field... Right. Knowingly putting himself in danger from being tackled. Right. And now you want me to get him money yeah. because of the mistake that he made. Mm-hmm. Yes, Your Honor. And get out of my the, courtroom. What are his repercussions for having broke those rules? Like, Well, that's the thing. They, uh, they have, that's, and that's what I said before. They need to press charges. Well, they have to. I didn't in the first article. Didn't they say that he got trespassing or whatever? And I mean, the, the security they did get him, care? and I'm sure you get a fine, like any stadium. And maybe he's. It didn't say banned, but I mean, easily he could be banned from the stadium for doing this. Right, but he's and that's it. He put people in danger. Did he, he did. His actions put people in danger. One of those security guard takes a dive at him. Mm-hmm. Right, smacks his head on the turf. Out yeah. cold. Mm-hmm. Danger. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, he didn't put the football players in danger. And to this day, and I'll say it again, and I said it yesterday, Monica and I agree on it. That was a, those two knew exactly what they were going to do. It's almost like as this jerk off was running around, those two said, yo, if he comes anywhere near the sideline, we go get him. And as soon as he did it, it was like, boom. He was sort of right down their sideline like he was doing, a, like he was running a pick six to the end zone, and they boom. just stepped out. Yeah. Are they I mean, they're big guys. It's all yeah, takes. Yeah, who are they? Cause, I, mean, I don't know, but they lit him up. Uh, <laughs> and they could have done it a lot worse. They could. They, like, they were in full pads and grown-ass men, mm-hmm. if they're linemen or whatever. They know how to professionally tackle. 
the fact they that didn't, they didn't even hit him didn't that hard. Saying, they did not. No. They, I, they did not go at him full speed. I remember all. the good old days when they used, you know, the, a linebacker would like leave his feet to tackle a quarterback. Right. They didn't do that. No. They just gave him a good little shove, and he fell down. I mean, yeah, they're both defensive players, Monica. And yeah, I think McKinley had his arms out, and Wagner stepped out, and he either bounced off one, and the other one kind of pushed him to the ground a yeah. little bit, or gave him his little hub. I mean, they're right. big guys with you know their arms are big, they're strong, yeah, their pads, and helmets, you know. If they so. meant, and I'm saying if they meant to do harm, if they were trying to break his leg or whatever, don't have oh, to happen. No, that could no. easily happen. If they no, were they were just they were just trying to help security. Yeah, you know, security. It was like they were chasing a squirrel. <laughs> you know, they 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 Did weren't I getting it. Can I see the him. video of the dude who just lost his crap at the beginning of that run? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like his leg gave out or something. Something happened. Oh no, I missed that the guy. The security guy. Yeah. I didn't see that he part. He just fell like hard. Oh, like his I, knee, I he blew okay. out his knee or something? I haven't heard anything about The him. radio play-by-play from uh, Kevin Harlan on Westwood One was oh, yeah? funny, too. And here comes a stoppage in play because someone has run on the field <laughs> with a smoke bomb that is pink, and he's running up the sideline. Now a couple of Rams come over there and make the tackle. Head first into the player who has taken the oh. field. And he's in a cloud of pink smoke, so you can't see him. And now on him are a couple of security guards. Kevin, I think this is becoming a thing. We got the pink smoke coming again. This is one of those gender reveals. Somebody at home's having a girl. Now, well, I thought maybe, I thought maybe that the last one we saw was uh, for some animal rights or something like that. Oh, yeah? I, I don't know. I, I just think, hey, to think about the way to reveal that you're having a, a, a girl. I'm going to run out on the field at the 49er game and get arrested just so I can let my honey at home know we're having a girl. That guy <laughs> is headed into the slammer. <laughs> and it will not be a good night. <laughs> Kevin Harlan. Did you see Isaiah McKenzie's um, gender reveal? On the fun of the field, this was maybe week one or two, and um, yeah. his sister's having a baby, and he knew like the gender. And so after he scored a touchdown, he ran up to the camera and said, "It's a girl," because his sister was watching, oh. and that was their gender reveal. How he he did it for them. All right, that one's not bad, but I kind of thought we would be on this whole gender reveal thing. No, I thought we were past it. I, re- I really on. did. Well, there's a, a couple, a couple that's in in, uh, in Brazil did it, and they turned the water. In a waterfall, blue, <laughs> and they okay. got they got locked up for it. Oh, so that was their whole. They invited their family and friends down to this waterfall. Well, and they, they do that. They took the water, turned it blue for their gender reveal because mm-hmm. they have you know they're having a boy, I guess. And uh, what is it like in, a park or something? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, they're in big trouble. Yeah, how about you get your own waterfall? They're now being investigated by the local government and could be charged with an environmental crime. Did you guys Ooh. find out your kids beforehand? And, and, nope. and if you, yep, I didn't. And nope. I'll be honest with you, the biggest reason I didn't is Raj, because we were talking about it on the air, and I always, had, I had always said, well, because you know, if I'm having a girl, I need to get mentally prepared. Blah blah blah. You know, all that dude stuff. Like, what do you mean you got to get mentally prepared for Raj? And then, <laughs> and then uh, he was like, and he said something, and I never forgot it. He goes, "It's the last surprise in life." Like it's the last thing, one of the few. It's yeah. last thing to be surprised about in life, and I didn't forget it because we were definitely going to do it. Nicole and I were on the same page. We were definitely going to do it, and then we decided not to. And the doctor or the technician doing the whole you know wand up the snooch thing, <laughs> um, or was that it? Or was the one on the belly? Uh-huh. Uh, either way, yeah. Said, do you want to know 
what it is. When we said no, she was shocked. Because everybody says yes. She was shocked that we said no. And then she was like, you know what? Good for you guys. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. You know? Because you know what? It's really cool when the baby comes out and you're like, it's a girl. Yes. That, that surprise moment it's is really cool. Something Genuine. you don't know? It's even cooler when they say, it's a boy. <laughs> you wouldn't know. But if I already knew, it would have been like, okay, she's healthy. All right, good. Right. And it's like, I don't think it has the same pop. It doesn't. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't. I mean, you're surprised pizzazz. either way, but it's it, it's not. I, I Listen, I, I've never been in that situation. I just feel like. If 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 it's a like if it's something that you for whatever like there has to be a really good reason like I'm not saying never should anybody ever do it because I don't know what people's reasons are but I, I what is the reason right. to do it when there's a million reasons your reason? you shouldn't what was your reason Brett because why not it's such huh. a it's such a scary situation to know scary. Uh, yeah. When you don't have a kid and you're about to have a kid right. and there's so many unknowns of what's going to happen. Is the baby going to be healthy? Going to appointments every other week with your wife. Right. And and so, so why can't you have a known thing of, oh, it's going to be a boy. Oh, it's going to be a girl. Oh, you know what? Let's plan out the name. Let's start to get a room in a certain way. Let's start to get mentally get that going. I mean, nothing about it made it. Nothing about knowing the gender made it safer. Yeah, I just but I'm um, talking about the uncertainty of the entire process. Yeah, I don't so know. You're taking I never, away the one entire of the process. I never so now, felt oh that. Oh my god! Oh, we're gonna have a boy, and now okay. I never Good. felt that way. I never felt. First of all, I never I, like I wasn't, you know, because all the doctors' appointments would go, and maybe it's just by naivete. Mm. I never once felt like this was a you know a, a dangerous situation or a well you don't an, know or an uncomfortable one week it's situation. good next week it's not. Yeah, maybe your I'm sure your experience was different than ours. It, would, it just ended never, up fine, right. but what I'm saying is during that process where there's so much uncertainty on the health of the child, mm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So if you can know that something, if you can mm. know it's a boy, and then mentally you go, okay, good, we'll paint the rooms blue, we'll paint it this way, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, get fo- we'll start buying boy clothes, yeah, we we'll just, start asking <laughs> for boy things, you yeah. know? Yeah, we just did it all, you painted the room neutral and, and, you know, and rolled with it, and then when we had to paint it again, we painted it again. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess, you know, to each his own on that one. One of my friends were having their first babies. A couple of guys, a couple of guys were like, oh, yeah, I want to know because I want to get the room ready. And I'm like, listen, that baby's going to be like in a little cradle in your bedroom for like <laughs> weeks and weeks. you got all sorts of time. Right. You don't even know what to do with right. yourself. But when you're, when you're exhausted, but. that's when you're going to paint the room. <laughs> yeah. No, you get ready and do everything ahead of that. and then when I mean, the, you could. Yeah. That's what you do. You know, as soon as you have that kid, or maybe you don't, and you think, I'm going to be okay. It's it's the most exhausting experience of your life, <laughs> having a baby, and especially the first one, when you have no idea what, what to expect. It's pretty exhausting. So you're not thinking about painting a room and getting a room ready because you've got time. No, it's the rush leading up to that moment. Such a control freak. It's not a control freak. Okay. <laughs> Let me get the, where's my mirror? Hold on. But I don't, I mean, Let me, uh, I could, oh. listen, the yeah. only thing I get involved with, with control stuff is is in this place and anything that's got the names Roger and JP on it. Okay, but well, that, this, my, this is a kid that has my, my I, DNA. Uh, I I'm sorry if, I, if that's the situation <laughs> I chose, my wife and I chose. There's a reason why, I, I the, didn't listen. there's a reason why the doctor said, really? I didn't, you said not, you didn't, want I didn't knock you for finding out. 
I'm just saying the, the reasons you were just giving, I was like, that's all, that's like, you needed to be in control as much, you needed to be as much in control as possible in that situation. Well, or no, I, unknown, it's, it's, you know. yeah, I was it's, not that way. There's a ton of unknown, exactly. So if you can well, know something yeah. in that ridiculous, life-changing situation, that's a, that's not, hmm, oh man, I really wish I had chicken instead of steak with dinner. It, that's yeah, a life-changing thing. We thought we were having Nicholas. We thought we were having a boy. And then she came out, and it was Kelly. And you know what? In that split second, it was an awesome surprise. It was shocking a little bit, but it was fine. We were happy what as could be. What made you think you were And it a didn't boy? change anything. What made you think you were having a boy? Just the way she was constantly kicking and elbowing the crap out of Susan. And the way she was carrying, everybody's like, oh, you're having a boy. You're having a... And we started thinking, oh, maybe she is. And we were thinking it would be Nicholas Frank for her grandfather's Frank. And, and then his initials would be NFL. And we're like, oh, this is definitely a boy. So basically, you <laughs> listen to the Village Idiots. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, people well, always say, oh, look carrying. at the way you're carrying. Right. You know, when you're carrying like a basketball or whatever it is, you know. <laughs> and then it turns out it's a girl. And it was actually a great surprise. And so we didn't know till that second and it was okay. Yeah. So if anybody wants to take a shot at it, I mean, it's really not, it's not a bad thing. And then everything else is unknown, and you feel completely insecure about, how am I going to take care of this kid? I, do I know everything, even though I took classes? And, you know, you put him in the car. Is the car seat right? And you have this live human right there in a bundle, and you're like, I hope the car seat's right. <laughs> like, right. You know, I mean, this is how prepared slash unprepared we really are. I was actually are. installing the car seat because she had an appointment for when she was supposed to go because mm. we knew it was going to be a C-section. I was actually, ex- like installing the car seat for the first time, wondering if I got it right, like you just said. Yeah. And then she came out and was like, my water broke. I'm like, all right, game time. Let's go. <laughs> Al Brandt listed that as one of the most stressful things in life and his whole life, including raising his kids and everything, is is, is putting in the car seat. Because I guess there's like... <laughs> it's up there. Yeah. Uh, uh, once it's in, though, once you get it down, then you're like, oh, why did I, why did I get also, that the first time? I was told afterwards, uh, she's like, oh, if you were never, you could have just taken it to the firehouse. The firehouse was like, they do it for you. I'm like, really? I didn't know that. And that's random. Who knew? Who <laughs> Like I, I associate Not them me. with I don't know putting out fires. I'm not, I'm right, <laughs> <laughs> there 